Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I am so happy that you decided to join us. Um, if you like this podcast, you should go over and listen to a bunch of the other ones in our in our network, with like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Coaching Youth Hoops. All of those are, I think, interesting, and uh, we would love if you left a five-star review. You can leave those one-star reviews at home. Um, but before we jump into the topic today, I'd like to give a big shout-out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, mention Coach Unplugged, and you'll get $450 off. You'll get great customer service. It is, um, it is. I can tell you from uh, someone that's still coaching, it has helped my team immensely. I can't tell you the number of shots that we have taken on our Dr. Dish machines. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, 25 years ago when I took over a program that no one wanted, that hadn't had had five winning seasons in 35 years, um, I was the only applicant. No one wanted it. I would have killed for a resource like teachhoops.com. It took me took me years to turn it into a national powerhouse. And um, I I have put all that secret sauce inside of teachhoops.com. So come over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It will give you the roadmap. It will give you me. It will give you one-on-one calls and office hours and, and a community of like-minded coaches. I think you'll love it. Let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I have no idea what episode this is. A lot. And, and I'm still married, which is amazing. But anyway. That's a, that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Um, I don't know. All the coaches' wives, should, there should be a special place for every coach's wife. Um, coach Hill, I'd love you to kind of kind of um, explain your basketball journey, kind of how you got into coaching, playing first, and then coaching, and then um, where what I said off the air is like he's you're in New Zealand, you're in like one of my one of my bucket list places to go. So I'd love to hear about that a little bit too. But um, why don't you just introduce yourself, Coach Hill, and then um, just kind of tell the audience a little bit about your your journey. Okay. Uh, Angelo Hill. I was born in uh, Denver, Colorado, 1958. Um, 
was at a friend's house in year uh, grade five. We were mucking around outside shooting some hoops, just mucking around as kids did back then because we didn't have all this technology. <laughs> and we played outside. You and, I grew, you and I grew up in the perfect era. Perfect era. Telling and you. Um, Greg said that he was heading off to, um, to pra basketball practice. And I was like, wow, you play on a team. And that was a new, that was new to me. Um, and I called mom and asked mom if I could go. And mom said, yes. And that's where I started playing the police athletic league in Denver, Colorado. Um, we had two very successful years there. Um, we lost in the championship game at regionals one year uh, in state. The next year we won the state and we actually got to go to St. Louis, Missouri and play in the regionals. And we lost in the championship game wow. against the Q that was six foot three from Nebraska. And we just couldn't stop him. Right. Uh, 12 year old, we just couldn't stop him. He Size at that age is like king. Size and ball handling are king at that he age. Scored, he scored 38 of their 44. I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> uh, from, from there, I just kept playing. Um, Denver at that time was going through integration in schools. So seventh grade, I had a different school. Eighth grade, a different school. Uh, ninth grade, the, between the summer of my eighth grade, ninth grade year, I went up to live with my father. My parents were separated. I went up to Casper, Wyoming, and I spent the summer with my dad. And to be That's honest. That's God's with, country. That's God's country up there, Casper, Wyoming. Coming from inner city Denver, Manuel, East High School, I lived in that area. Coming up and going to Wyoming, it was some serious culture shock. Um, and coming from a mixed family, mom was white, dad was black. It was actually the first time I'd ever been anywhere where race wasn't an issue for me at that age. It was really quite, it was eye-opening. It was just, I, I don't know how to really put it into words. So I went back to Denver and I asked mom if I could stay with dad. And I had played some summer basketball and I was really a lot better than everyone else. And, it, you know, you know these things when you get to a certain age. You do. It's so the I playground thought, rules, baby. They know the kids know who they don't uh, change. They don't change. So I thought I'd have an opportunity to become really, really good at Casper. Um, less numbers. Uh, Denver City. Barry Joe Barry Carroll was in that era. There's a lot of great players in that era. I remember uh, that. He a lot been, of great yeah. players come out of Denver in that area. You can do some for Larry Farmer. You know, there's there's some players. So I went up there and uh, stayed there through my high school career. My father passed away my sophomore year at Christmas time. Second year up there, uh, family took me in. I stayed there with them with the Milliken family for six months. Went back to Denver, played in the summer uh, against all the big names. Um, and then I spoke with my high school coach all summer long, Jerry Dalton, and um, I really wanted to go back. I did not want to have to start over. Uh, I would have been going to George Washington uh, High School. I didn't want to start over. So um, Coach Dalton found me a family to live with, Dr. and Rita Murphy. They had 12 kids, Catholic family. They took me in. Me the kids went off to uni. There was 10 of us at home. And I lived with them for two years. And between the Millikens, the Daltons, the Works family, and the Murphys, honestly, Steve, I really owe them my life. Uh, well, it changed your life. 
That's what people it, don't realize. It cha- that changed it, the projection of rest of your life. That one it, move. Yep. Acad- yep. Academically, socially, culturally, everything. It just changed everything. I know. And for mom to give me that opportunity. Well, that's a know, that's I, the I, ultimate sacrifice for a mother to let their child go. And the second I, thing is, like, I had a kid. I had a kid in our, you know, we're, we're in an urban setting in Madison, Wisconsin. So we're urban. We're half a million probably in the county. And I had a star player and he was, schools were looking at him and he's a smart kid, um, African-American, black kid. He was like, he, he ended up going to Dartmouth, which is in the middle. It's like going to, it's right. like going, but he it was an Ivy League. I said, Chris, this one decision can change your life. This one decision, you can, don't go to University of Toledo when when Harvard and Yale and Dartmouth want you go to one of those because that will change the projection of your life. He's in Chicago. He's happy. He's like, it's perfect. It was. But it was like I, he just needed someone, his parents and us to just give him a little shove. Like it's yeah. going to be uncomfortable at times. Um, you're going to the middle of New Hampshire. Uh but yeah. it, it will work out. Trust us. It will, we, we're old enough. We know. And it's like that one. And, and the same with your life. It's that one little projection. It changed. You know, I, I tell my high school kids, but the the one day of my life is always the worst day of my life. And that's the day my dad passed away. But right. it also turned out to be one of the best days of my life because of how what happened after that. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I stayed in Casper uh, for my junior and senior year. All state junior, all state senior. Um, never won a title, darn it, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, it still hurts though. It still hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it still hurts today because, <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I know who won the title, so that's what hurts. Uh. <laughs> um, and then I started getting between my junior and senior year, Coach Dalton said, You need to go to, you need to get out and go to some camps. We didn't have AAU stuff. Yeah, you went to five. Oh, trust me. I know. You went, I went to five star and I went to blue chip. That's where you went if you were good. Yeah, yeah I know. So I, I got to go. So the day the school was out, the next day I went to the University of Nebraska, uh, was MVP there. Next Saturday, left there, went to the University of Wyoming, was co MVP there, went back to Denver. Went to the Denver Nuggets camp when Larry Brown was coaching the Nuggets. Managed to make the top, I believe, the top 10 there. Had a really good camp there. Came home Saturday. Jumped on a train. A train from Denver to BYU when Frank Arnold was at BYU. Okay. I was the MVP at uh, BYU camp. And then I was done. So I got my name out. and I, I played really well at the camps. I really enjoyed the camps. Really enjoyed the competition, learning, playing against people I'd never get a chance to play against. Right. So I really, really enjoyed that experience. Um, and then I had to get my tonsils out. And at the same time as I was scheduled to get my tonsils out, Coach Dalton called me and said, uh, you've been invited out to San Diego to the Superstars camp at Point Loma. And I said, Coach, I, 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 how am I going to get there? I don't have any money. It just... Don't worry, you're going. So a week after my tonsillectomy, I was out at Point Loma. Um, Marcus Johnson was my uh, camp counselor. I know Marcus Johnson. And he, he could was a not, good buck. He could shoot. He could, he could not believe that I was from Casper, Wyoming. He just couldn't <laughs> believe it. Just couldn't believe it. I got to play. They they I was a center at six foot five in Wyoming, which 
Right. I got to that camp and they had everyone's dunking and doing all this stuff when you first get there. You know how you go to camp and everybody's just scrimmaging and they're looking everybody's yeah, it down, yeah, dunking yep. it up. And they had the dunk contest and I didn't sign up for the dunk contest. <laughs> like, no, I can't I can't handle that. So there was Johnny Nash, uh Kiki Vanderway. Sam Williams. God, these are all my era. I might have some of their cards downstairs. There was some. There was some ballers there. Let me tell you. Yeah. In the end, Kiki Vanderway and I got to be on the same team together because Kiki ended up playing for Portland, right? Is he ended up in Portland? Ended up. Kiki went to UCLA and then played for Denver. Denver. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't have enough centers, so they paired Kiki and I up. So we were two small centers, really forwards. And we did really, really well. We did really well. And uh, so I'm walking down the hallway, the corridor to a gym. And this tall black man comes up to me and says, are you really from Casper, Wyoming? (laughs) I go, yes, sir. Uh, how does somebody get to Casper, Wyoming? I said, well, you'd fly to Denver and then Denver to Casper. You fly Salt Lake, Salt Lake, Casper. On those little planes. I said, yes, sir, on those little planes. Okay. Well, my name is George Rabling, and it looks like I'll be coming to Casper, Wyoming. Oh, wow. I just... You know, and I'm like, and, and you know, the, all the coaches got all their stuff on, so I know right. where he's from. And I'm going, pack eight, pack ten. I used to watch that when I was a kid. I've always wanted to play in that conference. So from that one camp, playing really, really well, I really started getting noticed and got a lot of offers to go places. I was scheduled to go. Washington State, and then I was scheduled to go to Utah State with Jim Herrick. Well, I went to Washington State, and I'll tell you what, that was it. I canceled all other visits. I didn't give anybody another another shot. I just, no. And what was it about Coach Raveling? Because he's an amazing man, to be honest with you. You know. We got on the plane in Denver. And he refused to sit down because they didn't give him his aisle seat. That was it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. That was that was the moment. I want to play for this guy. I mean, that, he, that was he, the 
he had he had no. Dr. King he had Dr. King's speech, so it's like, and he I, gave it away. Like, uh, no, he has not. I just saw George a year ago. He didn't give he it away. Not, I thought he gave it to like a. He, he has not given it away. I got to hold that speech. Okay. We all got to hold that speech. We all got to see that speech. Um, he, I believe, he has gifted it to the historical yeah. part of Villanova University. Right. Yeah. 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 But that one moment was like, here's this dude. He's not going to sit down. We got to get on the plane. He wound up getting his aisle seat, by the <laughs> way. And I thought, okay, so he's a man of principle. He right. booked an aisle seat. They didn't give him an aisle seat, blah, blah, blah. Then I got off and Coach Puglisi picked me up. George took off. We flew from Spokane to Pullman in a little four seater. Oh, God. And he showed me all around the Palouse and how beautiful it was. And we landed in Pullman, and Coach Puglisi, the assistant coach, picked me up. And we that's who had really recruited me the most. And he took me to Ferdinand's. And for you, you Cougars, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he took me to Ferdinand's, and I had the best raspberry milkshake ever. <laughs> I'm sure it tasted I good. Sure, I hadn't even seen the campus yet. So Ferdinand's. George being a pain on the plane, the way they recruited me. George was a relentless recruiter. I got a letter from him every day with all of his. He would send you a letter every day with a quote. Every day. Every day. How you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Every day. He sends us a quote. And it it just, the way they recruited me, Coach Edwards, Coach Puglisi, Coach Raveling. And then I got to the campus, and it was just beautiful. And then we scrimmaged, and I got my butt handed to me. <laughs> you know, you think I was in the top 100 in America, and you think you're the King Dudu, and man, those boys killed me, man. Steve Padakis, Harold Rhodes, Brian Grun, Ginnikovi, uh, Gin oh, what's his name? The point guard. They killed me. And I knew that if I came there, I was going to get better. That's what recruits don't look at. To be I knew I would get better. And having the opportunity to play in the Pac-10, UCLA, you know, UCLA. Marcus Johnson, my freshman year, I got to sit and watch him play. I didn't get on the court. I got to play, you know, I played against, man, I played against a lot of guys that are in the pros. Byron Scott, Bat Lever, Sam, Johnny Nash, uh, Edwards, uh, the, the big post from Oregon State. Um, Ronnie Lee, Gray uh, uh, right. Ballard. I mean, it was the Pac-10 was serious. So I spent my time there. And then Rabling said to me in my senior year, there's a camp down in, want to go to a tryout to a team in Venezuela. I said, yeah, take your passport, pack that you're going to make the team. Don't come home. What about school? Don't worry about school. School's covered. You can come back whenever you want. Go down, make the team. So I went to Venezuela, played for, a season down there, came home, was home for about a couple of weeks, got a call to go to Mexico, spent two seasons in Mexico. Um, then I went back to Wyoming because the Wyoming Wildcatters had started, and that was the CBA at the time. Right. And thought I would play. That's my hometown. Got a chance to make the team. Actually made the team as a free agent. Never get to play, though. Got to right. play with Anthony Roberts, Boot Bond. Um, got better, but I didn't get on the court because I didn't have that name. Right. And 
And then I decided I was going to go back to Washington State, get my shoulder fixed because it had been dislocating a lot, and just go back to school, finish my degree. One of my teammates came back who was heading back to New Zealand, Kenny McFadden. And uh, we had played a year together at Washington State. And he said to me, I need another import. Do you want to come? And I'm in a sling. Talked to the surgeon and physio. Oh, no, you'll be good by April. Came down to New Zealand in 1983. And Steve, I fell in love with the place. And what is it about New Zealand? People. People. Um, safety. Um, the country is absolutely gorgeous. It's unbelievable. I know. It's it's unbelievable. And at the time when I came, basketball was just in its infancy here. It was just backwards. It was, they had never seen the Americans that came in at that time were all from division one schools. Right. And they had just not seen the level. And, And we were trying to raise the level of basketball in New Zealand. So explain what happened. So when you got to when you got to New Zealand, then what happened in your coaching uh, kind of career? And the coaching started off with mini balls. So we had to travel around to the, all the little elementary schools and be outside in the rain and the cold and right. buildings and everywhere we could. And we were doing mini ball coaching. Um, and it was part of our contract to do this. Um, I got my teaching credentials accepted. So therefore I started coaching some high school ball at Wellington okay. college in Wellington. Cause I was with the saints at the time. And then from there moved to Christchurch and same thing, coaching high school, coaching club ball, doing mini ball stuff. And it just progressed along those lines. Um, in 87, I was in new Plymouth again, coaching high school ball. Um, and then I also got the opportunity to coach the Taranaki women's, national league team while I was playing as well. So I was playing, right. teaching, coaching, yep. uh, a full slate of stuff. And then went back to America to be with my now wife while she was at Casper college. I started sending, she was the first wave. I sent five kids to Casper. I started okay. sending kids over there. Um, and then I've spent two or three years, two years, well, a year and a half at Casper college. I was doing the PA and then one of the coaches says, you need to get your PA off the PA and put him on your bench because while he's PA and he's coaching. Right. So Gary <laughs> coaching. And that's where I first started coaching with Gary. Okay. It was the first chance with Gary. Then we came back to New Zealand. And again, I just got back into coaching again, um, playing and coaching. When coach did the play, when did the playing stop? Well, I stopped in 89 Okay. And then came back in 93 and played 93, 94, 95, 96. Stopped in 96. 96. And then, and then, and then you've just been coaching since. Yeah. And, and how is the youth, how, how is youth set up? How is the feeder in New Zealand? Oh, man, it is crazy. Okay. So you have, you have your what's high the structure? Life. So the people are listening. What's the structure? It's, it's it would be similar to our structure at home with the AAU stuff. So you have your high school okay. teams, you have your high school team. Yep. Then you have regional representative teams for age groups. Okay. So you could be on your high school team. Yep. For example, I live in the, the province of Taranaki. Okay. So Taranaki province, 
has a representative program. So we have under 11s, under 13s, under 15s, under 17s, under 19s, under 23s. So okay. you will play for your high school team, then you will go try out for the representative teams, and then they play in a national, a regional tournament to qualify for the national tournament. Okay. And so that's how the structure is. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to hear other podcasts by Coach Collins, go over and check out High School Hoops and Teacher Side Gig. And then go over and subscribe to all of them and leave all of them five-star reviews. That would be great. Um, and then if you have 30 seconds after that, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.